You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome back to Torah Sparks. Happy Jewish New Year's. Yep, Rosh Hashanah is the new year. It's a new start. It's a time that we're beating with a new heart. Uh, I want to share with you something. A few years ago, a friend of mine, his name is A.B., and he told me a mushal from Harav Zev Lef. And it was a mushal that I never forgot, even until this day. And I want to share it with you because my mother always taught me that sharing is caring. There was a father, a dad, an Abba, a Tati, a fatabadi. <laughs> I literally just made myself laugh and cringe at the same time. That's crazy. Okay, so this father was placed in charge of the five-year-old daughter. The wife needed to go out. She said, can you please watch our daughter? Can you please babysit her, rather? You know, people say that when a father watches their own child. For some reason, it's called babysitting. I don't know why. But the father was reclining on, that's right, he was reclining on his recliner, reading the newspaper and relaxing. All of a sudden, his daughter came over to him and said, Daddy, Daddy, play with me, play with me. And obviously the dad loved his daughter, but he was really just engrossed in his Mishpacha Ami, you know, Yated Neman magazine. He was just really invested and wanted to read his book. He wasn't so interested in playing house or playing doll or, you know, whatever little five-year-old girls do. So the father had a brilliant idea to keep his daughter busy. I'll make her a puzzle that she'll never figure out. So what he do on one of the pages of the newspaper, there was a big giant picture of the world map. And knowing that his five-year-old daughter did not even know what the word geography meant, he cleverly ripped out the page, tore it up into many pieces, and handed them to his daughter. And he said, here, daughter, whatever whatever her daughter's name was, he didn't say daughter. He said, here, my daughter, I made you a puzzle. Now go put the world back together. It's going to be so much fun. And the daughter, well, she just got a brand new puzzle. It's a puzzle of like all these like, like, like looks like countries, continents, different shapes and stuff. She was so excited to put them together. She went to the other room. The father was thinking and relaxed. The father was relaxing. This is going to be great. My daughter will never figure it out. I'll have all the time in the world to finish my magazine. Front and back. Two minutes later, the daughter comes in and the puzzle was put into perfect position. The entire world was put back together. And the father looked at it, and he was literally shaking. My five-year-old daughter, she should win the Nobel Prize. She's a genius. She, how could she do this? She doesn't even know what any country, what any continent is. How did she put the world back together? And he asked his daughter, daughter, what? How did you do this? And the daughter explained, Dad, it was so simple. I turned over the puzzle pieces. And I noticed two eyes and ears and cheeks, and I realized it was actually a picture of a child's face. And I put that together, because I know what that looks like, and then I flipped over the entire page, and voila, the world was put back together. And Rabbi Leff explains this in such a beautiful way. In life, we oftentimes 
think that we have to fix the entire world. The way I'm going to fix the world is by putting everybody else back together, by all those pieces. But that always comes up short. That pursuit always falls short because we can't actually put the entire world together. It's beyond our grasp. It's beyond our ability. It's beyond our capability. But what we can do is focus on the individual, that individual being ourselves, because that is something we can do. Bishvilini Vraha Olam, the way I can the way I can impact the world at large is by first impacting myself at small, if you will, is by by doing something internally within. I can work on myself. I can fix my own midos. I can work on my own attributes. And and that will be my way of instilling and impacting change in the world. Because what I do on an individual scale actually affects the world globally. And this is really one of the messages of the Mesilla Sisharm, the Ramchal, is that what we do, we can actually lift the world. When we lift ourselves, we can lift the world. In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayelech, our great leader, Moses Rabbeinu, that's what I like to call him, Moshe Rabbeinu is informed of the events that will occur after his passing. And Hashem tells him how the Jewish people will falter and how many misfortunes will befall them. The Jewish people will say, this is in chapter 31, verse 17, Hashem is not Bekirbi, Hashem is not inside of me. And that is why evil has befallen us. And it's so true. It's the moments when we're not feeling the Elokai Bekirbi, the Nishamash Nasata Bitahoras, he. You know why evil has befallen us? Because we no longer feel the Elokai Bikirme. We no longer feel we no longer feel the presence of a Baruch Hu inside of us. You know, Chazal say that a person sins when a ruach shtus, a feeling of foolishness, enters into him. When a person sins at that moment, they're not thinking about Hashem. It's as simple as that. If they were thinking about Hashem at that moment, they would not have been able to sin. As the beginning of the Parsha tells us, and this is fascinating, Moshe says something absolutely amazing to the Jewish people. He says, You know how old I am? I'm 120 years old today. I can no longer go forth anymore. Again, this is Moshe talking on his last day of existence on this world. He says, I can no longer go. I can no longer be your leader. So what does that mean? I can no longer be your leader? Does that mean he was weak? Does that mean he was not strong enough? Says Rashi, Today, my time has expired here on this world. On this day I was born. And on this day I will die. I can no longer go and go in and out anymore. Rashi says, you might think that he was weak. After all, he was on his deathbed. Talmud Lomar, the Torah tells us, No, his eyes didn't dim. He wasn't weak. This wasn't a weak expression of Moshe Rabbeinu. Rather, what? What does it mean, When Moshe said, I am not able, what does that mean? It means, I'm not allowed to. I'm, I'm not allowed. It's not in my rishus. It's my time to go now. I I just can't right now. Why can't I? Because I'm not allowed to. This gives us a whole new perspective on I can't. Oftentimes we say, you know, oftentimes we think of I can't as because based on circumstances, I just actually physically can't do this anymore. 
But that's not what's going on here when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu says, Lo uchal, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, I can't, it means, Eni Rasha, it means I'm not allowed, it means Hashem said something. And because He said something, that dictates my reality. Hashem is such a presence in my life. There's such an Elokai Bikirbi that when Hashem says to do something or not to do something, that means I have to I have to abide by those rules. When Hashem says I am not permitted to do X, Y, or Z, that means lo uchal, X, Y, or Z. That means I cannot do, I can't do X, Y, or Z. That means I can't do X, Y, or Z because I'm not allowed to. And imagine we approached sin this way. Imagine we approached the lures of this world in this way. When we confront sin and when we confront something inappropriate, if we tell ourselves, I am not able to do this, you know why? Because I'm not allowed to do this. That's a certain level of reverence. It's a certain level of of. Uh, it's a certain level of feeling of there's an Elokai Bikirbi, there's a godly presence within me, and that is the Nishama Shinasata B. It's the Chilak Elokami Ma'al, it's the aspect of a Karish Baruch that's contained within each and every one of us. This is what Teshuva is about. We know the word Teshuva means to return. What are we returning to? You have to return to something. We're returning to that state of eternal being, that state of presence, that state of Elokai Bikirbi, that state of I'm holy and I'm connected to Kaddish Baruch Hu at my core, that's what we're returning to. And it's at those moments when we return and we are cognizant of the Elokai Bikirbi, that's when we're strongest, that's when we're most happy, that's when we're most elusive, most creative, and most productive in our lives. Kaddish Baruch Hu should bench us, Kaddish Baruch Hu should watch us, Kaddish Baruch Hu should listen to our tefillos and grant us a year are filled with goodness and happiness, and we should all merit a chasiva of a chasimatova and a good gebench to yar.